Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Larry with Lighthouse Church of Copper's Cove. And we welcome to welcome you to another Wednesday night Bible study podcast. I want to begin by giving honor to God and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit and thanking him for each and every one of you who support this Bible study podcast. And I pray that the Lord would continue to bless you richly and abundantly and that he would cause your soul to prosper and keep you in health. And I pray that the Lord would just help you through these tumultuous and trying, uncertain times. Uh, Tonight, I want to get right into the word of God, however, and I want to talk about the blessing of God, God's blessing. I know that the Bible says that uh, over in Proverbs, the 10th chapter and the 22nd verse, it says that the blessing of the Lord It maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Well, what is that blessing? Is it a blessing of a house, blessing of a car, the blessing of a job or a promotion on your job? Is it the blessing of uh, a husband or a wife, children? Uh, I don't think that that's what the Bible is referring to. There are many blessings that come from God. But this blessing uh, mentioned in Proverbs, the 10th chapter, is singular in nature. So go over with me, if you will, to Galatians, the third chapter. And the Bible talks about a blessing here, and it refers to it as uh, the blessing of Abraham. And I'm going to start reading at the eighth verse. You can follow along with me. That's Galatians 3, and I'm going to start at verse 8. Eight. It reads, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law, are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. And this is the verse that I want everybody to get. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the blessing of Abraham is the same as the blessing of the Lord uh, that we read about in Proverbs. And according to the scripture, it's talking about the Spirit that we receive through faith. Now, let's look at Romans, the eighth chapter, and let's look at this Spirit just a little bit more. Uh, Romans 8, 
and I've got uh, verses 14 and 20, through 28 that we want to touch on. But just in case uh, I'm led in another direction, I'm going to start at 14, but you can read through 28 for your edification. And Romans 8 and 14 says that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, uh, that's the same Spirit that we receive through faith. Through faith in what? Through faith in the Word of God. Uh, remember in Romans, uh, it tells us that faith, this faith comes by hearing and that hearing by the Word of God. This is the same Word of God that Paul refers to in Ephesians, the first chapter, and the third verse, that after we have heard it, we have trusted it, and we received the Holy Spirit of promise. This is that same Spirit. This is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of promise. And let's see what else the Spirit of God is referred to. And he goes on and says that they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself, I should put in parentheses, himself, and I'm not adding to the Bible just for clarification, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Now let's take a look at that suffering of these present times, and we are truly suffering. The struggle is most certainly real. But the suffering that we suffer is not a suffering that comes from God. It's a suffering that comes because you have trusted in God. Do you remember when we talked about the parable of the sower in Luke, the eighth chapter? Well, in Luke, the eighth chapter, in the 12th verse, this is what it says. As the word of God is being preached, it says, those by the wayside, and I'm in the 12th verse, Luke 8 and 12. It says, though by the wayside are they that hear. And what do they hear? They hear the gospel as it's preached. We all must hear the gospel. And if we hear the gospel and we uh, believe on this gospel that's preached, I'm not talking about somebody's philosophy. I'm not talking about somebody's doctrine. I'm talking about the word of God. And that's why it's so important to be able to get into the word of God and be able to, 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 to know it for yourself. Too many preachers are telling people too many things that isn't necessarily the word of God. Um, it says, those by the wayside are they that hear. And then listen to this. Then cometh the devil. The devil, he's around. It says, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Now, 
uh, I want to take you into the book of Job, and there are two passages there. Um, Job, the first chapter, verses six and seven. Then I'm going to look at Job, the second chapter. Yeah, Job, the second chapter, verses one and two. Uh, and we all know the story of Job, but listen to this. Job 1 and 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And we're talking about the angels in this particular uh, context. It says, And Satan came also among them. Now I do want you to know this as I'm going through this. Uh, even Satan has to submit to the authority of God. Satan is not above God's authority. And Satan cannot do whatever he wants to do to you. It has to be permitted. It has to be allowed. God's got to give him permission to do what he's going to do to you. And if that be the case, we should be encouraged to know that even as the scripture teaches that uh, he won't put more on us than we can bear, that God is going to see you through all the troubles that it is that you go through. He's not going to let you suffer uh, to where it causes you to give up or lose faith, lose hope. And let me tell you, I've had my share of experiences that have dashed my hopes in my lifetime. But I'm standing today. I'm still here. How about you? So he goes on and says that in verse 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? In other words, what are you here for? What are you doing now? Where are you coming from? What do you want? And that's what we need to ask Satan, when things start to come in our life, whence cometh thou? Why is this happening to me now? Especially when you get people that are newly introduced in your life and they begin to influence you to not love God as much as you have loved God. But he says uh, to Satan, uh, from whence cometh thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, uh, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Now, he says the same thing in Job, the second chapter, because the first time he appeared to Job, uh, it, it didn't have the effect that he thought it would have. So I guess he thought he would go back to God and, and, and see, could he do just a little bit more? And he did. And we know that Job lost everything that he had, but through it all, somebody say through it all, Job was encouraged to trust in God. Through it all, be encouraged to trust in God. And everything that Job lost, and he lost much, God restored it to him and more. So uh, as we are blessed of the Lord, I want you to know that the devil will come and that the devil will trouble you. Uh, but we got to continue to know that God is with us. 
And let me go back over here to Romans, okay? And let me pick up in verse 22. It says, for we know that, in verse 20, Romans 8 and 22, I'm sorry. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Uh, I can see that in the world today. Right now, we're a hurting world. Not only is the, the United States of America hurting, but this hurt uh, it runs deep. And this hurt is real. And I thank God that he's beginning to, to, to shed a light on it for others to see how deeply impacted uh, we as a people have been uh, as a result of uh, the, the inequalities in the world. But we're travailing right now. We're travailing. The earth is travailing. The human humanity is travailing. And it says, um, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And this pain comes from sin. And it says, And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit. In other words, we're waiting for something. And as we wait, because we're in this world and among the people of this world and among the humanity in this world, we also grown within. But we're waiting with hope that the adoption is going to come to its full fruition. In other words, that we're going to have our bodies redeemed, changed. The Bible teaches us that our body is going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And I tell you what, I can't wait for that day to come. And it goes on in verse 24 and says, for we are saved by hope. And that's what Satan wants to dash. He wants to dash your hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Patiently wait on him. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. We have help. For we know that what we should pray for uh, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, even as we know that prayer is necessary. Have you ever been to the point to where you could not begin to pray for the thing that you needed to pray for? I've been there. But I thank God he's given me help, help by his spirit. And it says that the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that Jesus is our help. The Bible tells us that he is our great high priest who has passed in the heavens. 
and that he is seated at the right hand of God on high. And we know that he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Even when we can't articulate to God what it is that we're going through. Because sometimes when you're in the midst of the forest, you can't see where you are in that forest. When you're in the midst of turmoil, when you're going through and you're really going through the struggle, you can't see where you are in the midst of that struggle. But Jesus sees and he's there to tell God all about it for you. Remember, he was tempted on all points like as we are, yet without sin. God saw him through. God didn't uh, uh, shelter him to where he did not experience anything, but he experienced everything. And he experienced everything so he would be that one, that one voice for us to go before God that God would be able to understand what it is we're going through because God has never been tempted with evil. And God does not tempt with evil. God is just and God is faithful. Why would a just and faithful God tempt you to do evil, the same evil that he sent his, his only begotten son to die for that we would be delivered from it? Why would he do that? That's not right. But he's given us help to make it through these trying times, these tumultuous times, these tenuous times, these last and evil days. We've got the spirit who's on our side. We've got Jesus who is on our side. And we have the almighty God himself who is on our side. And it says in verse 28, and we know that all things, the spirit of God, the son of God, who is Jesus Christ, the righteous, and God himself worketh together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now that you know that God is with you, and that the Spirit is with you, and that Christ is with you, I want to encourage you out of 1 Timothy 6 and 12 to fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses, so that you can be like Timothy, like Paul in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, and say that I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto them, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Be steadfast, sons of God. Be unmovable, sons of God. For know that every good gift and every perfect gift, this blessing of God, is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. 
And in our closing, we want to just remember all of the suffering that the world is going through today. We're not just suffering from COVID-19, but uh, there have been some wounds opened up and the Lord has brought some things to light uh, that really needs to be addressed. I don't think that the Lord wants it to be pushed to the back burners any longer. But we want the Lord to just see us through these times. He's seen us through this far. But we've come this far by faith and he's not going to fail us to get us through to the end. So Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And as we come to you in that great name, that unmatched name. It's a name in which you have given that is above every name. And you said that at his name, every knee shall bow of the things in heaven and of the things in earth and of the things that are under the earth, that every tongue shall confess at his name that he is Lord. We come in that name, Lord. And we ask that according to uh, your loving kindness and the multitude of your tender mercies that you would just hear our cries today and that you would supply the needs of this suffering world, of this suffering humanity. Lord, cause things to be made equal. Cause things to be made just. Heal them that are hurting and sick. You said that Jesus came in your word to heal the broken heart. Lord, let every broken heart be healed today. Lord, let every broken heart be mended by your word and by your power. We pray, Lord, that you would just comfort them who have suffered loss. And we pray, Lord, that you would just keep us, strengthen us, lead us, and guide us as we are your sons. And we give you all of the glory and all of the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen. And as always, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Let everybody say amen.